what's going on everybody it's your boy ice murder um i want to thank everybody for continuously running up the listens and uh all the support that y'all keep bringing um i apologize for uh missing out on the episode last week due to you know you know work schedule just being busy but if y'all stick with me and ride it through you know we're gonna keep keep bringing the content um this week uh it's kind of gonna be a little different um uh, my good buddy uh mario uh brought it to my attention that it would be a kind of a, a, a cool thing to let my audience and the listeners that i do do have you know get to know me a little bit better because you know he was like you know like let the people know more to the voice that they're hearing so uh being said uh mario is actually gonna kind of take over the throne today and you know drill me with some questions and tap into my mind and just to kind of let everybody know like you know what i'm about and what i like and you know what i don't like so it's not gonna be too much of a lengthy episode you know but who knows we we might get it longer than expected but uh go ahead mario uh reintroduce yourself and take it away what's up everybody i'm mario uh known isaac for good 12 plus years damn near more than that yeah you were take for a long time uh i know a lot about you i know some of these people that are listening to you know a lot about you but the ones that just their first time finding out isaac Let's, let's get them to know about you. So, yeah, your name off the bat, which if they know you and they're listening, Isaac Gonzalez, right? Yeah. You got a nickname. Hmm. Ice yeah. Murder. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. My first question on that is, where's that nickname come from? Man, that goes back to childhood, man. Um, I kind of started. Uh, kind of just started out as like a nickname they kind of had in football for me and then it just kind of just always carried through and i've had many like increments of the name ice i've had ice baby ice murder iceberg ice icicle but the, the main two that have always stuck is either ice or ice murder so you know more the people that do you know really know me on a personal personal level to me, to to them, I'm Ice, and when people do call me by the, my name Isaac, like sometimes I don't catch it and I don't even respond, or and I, or when I do catch it, I'm like, the heck did you just call me? You know, so it's it's almost weird when people actually call me by my government name. <laughs> I'm so used to everybody saying Ice or Ice Baby or Ice Murder, you know. So you know, even even my my main CEO at my job. She never refers to me as Isaac. She'll always put Ice Murder. And I think that's like the coolest thing ever. So, I mean, I, you know, shout out to her. I appreciate that. That is pretty cool. I mean, uh, I remember hearing the name Ice the first time uh, we were in high school and you were swinging. We had y'all's race crew. Oh, God. Y'all had y'all's trucks. Y'all would always <laughs> work on shit, freaking soup up make them fast and then just go race a bunch of people and the first time i heard ice was for me personally i'd heard it but when people like just sticking with ice was when you were sitting there 
And they're like, oh, man, Isaac went out and raced his whole crew this weekend and damn near beat everybody <laughs> in the damn crew. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember that, man. I know I I have a very rememberative memory, if that's even a word, but I remember stuff very vividly. I can tell you something I did six years ago and who was there, who wore what, and who said what. So I, I, you know, I exactly know what weekend you're talking about. That was pretty fun. So... Again, I know you. These people don't. I know for the most part, all you really do is work and you chill with friends. So, yeah. Where do you work at? What do you do? What does Isaac like to do? Like, what makes him want to do his job? Mm, uh, well, I've been at the uh, the YMCA going on three years now. And uh, I've kind of started at, uh, I'd like to say it started at the bottom of the totem pole and kind of, you know, by the grace of God, slowly been working my way up. Um, I first started as it just being my part-time job. I was working another day job and uh, I wanted two jobs at the time. And I said, you know what? I work a morning job and then I'll get off of that job and go work at the Y at nighttime. So I got hired on part-time and I was only working like three or four days out the week. And I was working at the front desk. And um, I started started there, and I was working, you know, for about, I want to say, a couple weeks. And then I just, and right off the back, man, just I was welcomed into a, a great family, friendly staff. You know, they just took care of me. And then, I mean, I'm sure that's how it is for everybody when they start a new job. And But when I say, like, you know, it was different, man. It was different. Like, they we all connected on a personal level and you know it was just a it was a good time man and i told myself like that i was miserable at my other job and it was just time for a change man and i said you know what i said in life you know you got to take risks and make stuff happen so i i left that other job and i stayed on at the y even though i was only part-time and i told myself i was like regardless of what happens i'm gonna make it and I'm going to put my trust in God and go forward. So with that, you know, right away, they offered me part full time. So um, I took the full time spot and, you know, I got more hours and that blah, 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 that and that. And then uh, after like, I want to say four months, um, there was a position that opened up uh, in the as the locker room attendant, you know, and uh, my, my my boss now uh, came to me. Uh, and he's like, Hey man, he's like, you want to take that spot? I can get you off the desk and we can get it rolling. So I took that spot and then, you know, to, to cut the length of my story, i worked my way up and now I'm in charge of the transportation buses that we have. And I oversee the maintenance and the upkeep of those buses and make sure they're, they're, you know, up to day, up to part. Cause that's what we transport our kids with. And then not only that, I mean, I'm helping out wherever I can. There's even days where I still work the front desk to help out. And I feel like that's very humbling because I get to go back where I first started my ongoing career. You know, I see myself being there for many years. And one day, I'll possibly, I want to make I want to make a director spot. And that's that's just a, uh, the word they use to, you know, translate it. And that's what supervisor, manager, whatever. But we call it directors. So one day, you know, I, I see myself being a director and um, not only that, I'm also part of our leadership team, which is like a team of upper people who, you know, sit there 
in the midst of the heavy decision making and when my main boss uh our ceo when she needs somebody to lean on she the first people she you know calls on is her leadership team so and uh i feel pretty special because that team is just nothing but directors and i'm not even a director but i'm also a part of that team so i feel real real blessed and humbled to be a part of that team so and then just not only just what makes me love my job man is i'm just real i'm real outgoing and um we help the community a lot we do a lot of things for the you know the the people around town we do events and stuff like that and i love talking to people reaching out helping them any way possible and uh just talking to anybody about anything man so i i think that you know let alone you know allows me to love my job the way i do it and i don't ever wake up a day and say damn like i have to go to work i i wake up i may be tired from where i didn't sleep overnight but i still love my job man day in and day out and there's nothing i wouldn't do to change it it's awesome awesome to hear so with all that job what do you do outside of besides because you're always working damn near i call you you get off get up at what four three in the morning give or take five yeah the latest head to work get off around four mm, four four thirty five but on a busy day if we're really tackling stuff sometimes six six or i've seen sometimes you work till 10 till damn near closing because you got to yeah. cover that desk like you said yeah you there I show up, which I get off at five. I show up and you're still there. I'm like, what you doing here? You're like, working the front desk. They yeah. wanted overtime. I needed overtime. Yeah. So there's that. Besides work, because I know you love your work and you love to get paid. What do you do outside of work? Um, usually, man, um, I like to just, like you said, man, hang with friends, man. If I'm not hitting you up and seeing what you're doing or, you know, hanging out, I mean, I just usually hang out with the same people like you, my friend John, my friend Julian, and my boy Joseph. You know, I just kind of like to just kick it. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not the one saying like, oh, let's go here, let's go there. Like to me, man, I'm cool enough just going to the homies' crib and just sitting there and chilling and you know watching them play the game or watch whatever sports events playing or you just you know kicking back and you know just. I'm a I'm a homebody, but I mean I like to you know still... you were at somebody else's homebody. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that too. So yeah, I don't I don't do too too much. I'm not I don't really live a crazy lifestyle. Uh, and then you know whenever I do get the opportunity, I like to go catch the uh, the sports events like in Dallas or wherever you know somebody's wherever they're playing or whatever. Yeah. So that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, I don't I don't do too much off of my work time, and then. When I'm not hanging out with the friends, I'm just kicking it at my spot, chilling, relaxing, and ready for the next day, you know, just enjoying the time. Yeah. So, speaking of sports, I remember about two weeks ago, you came over to my house. We're sitting here, and we're I forget what we talked about. Somehow, wrestling came up, and I didn't know this at the time when I first met you. I still didn't know until probably after high school, you were a big wrestling fan. Yeah. And... When you sat there and we started watching wrestling, uh, old moments and videos and stuff, watching the rise of uh, the the rivalry between John Cena, Edge, mm. watched another one. So on that topic of sports, sports entertainment, wrestling, 
like I said, you love wrestling. Me and you sit here talk about it day in, day out. Yeah. Um, we have another friend, Joey. Ah, uh, yeah. He he could sit there. He can tell you quotes from wrestling day in, day out. We do we do that a lot over text, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, like the other day, you said you're gonna kick my ass on the text. I sent you the rock raising the eyebrow, <laughs> saying bring it. Yeah. So with that in mind, wrestling, what would you say would be your favorite wrestler? Oh man, that's it's easy, and a lot of people can say it's an easy way to, you know, easy, easy pick. But um, my favorite childhood wrestler was John Cena, man. Like, <laughs> I know that's probably a lot of people's, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that fool," and blah blah blah. But nah, man. Like, I remember him uh, coming out in the ring, and uh, Kurt Angle was like, "Who the hell are you?" And he's like, I'm John Cena. And then, you know, that ruthless aggression, like. Starts beating his ass. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I was a John Cena fan then, not after he he went to, like, his other personas. Like, no, I was a fan then, and I've always been a fan now. And uh, just the stuff that he did. I know people, he catches a lot of heat because he was always just a good guy, and he never turned heel. But, I mean, I just I I liked him for what he was about and he was cool man like he had the crowd pumped and had the place shaking man it was always cool and then all his storylines and feuds and you know all that stuff I mean bro like he come on he came out with the spinner belt like that was <laughs> sick bro like where else are you gonna see that like you know a lot of people didn't care for that belt which was a lot of the older guys and like you know back from that older time but I mean, come on, bro. Like, that that belt was sick. Yeah. So, there's one thing I know. Me and you have talked about this time and time. We've asked this question over and over and over. So, I, I already knew that. But you told me one time, because I told you who mine was, and I said The Undertaker with his all-American badass persona. And you told me that was your dad's also. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you and your dad used to watch this constantly, right? Mm. Yeah. All the time. See Undertaker come out on his motorcycle, just revving that bitch, coming out, starts opening a can of whoop ass, and we're just stone cold. Mm-hmm. So all this happens. So once John Cena leaves your WWE, what would you say nowadays would be your favorite wrestler? Well, if you think about it, I mean, I know he'll come back here and there. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh I would already can I would almost consider him out of the WWE the last couple of years. I mean, at this point, he's making more money doing his movies yeah. than he is WWE, probably. But, I mean, if I had to... Oh, man. I honestly don't know if I could pick somebody as an, a new favorite. You know, I mean, you could... A lot of people could sit there and say, well, if you're not if you're not able to pick a new, new day type of wrestler... As your favorite and you're just leaving because john cena's gone and you're not really a fan and well no like i don't feel like it should be like that i just don't have a preference like yeah. i could say I'm, I'm i mean i'll still root for edge and randy orton but those guys are almost on their way out too like they're old like yeah you know nobody besides probably ray mysterio is wrestling anymore from whenever we started watching it as young kids. No. Nobody's left. Like, Rey Mysterio even said when he hits 50, he's done. 
And I think he's only got like a couple more years. Damn. So yeah, that's that's that. So I don't yeah. think I really I couldn't really sit there and pick, man. It's hard. Yeah. Very hard to I don't even know who to say nowadays either. That's yeah. Same thing. I, I could tell you old school wrestlers, favorite, favorite faction, all that. Nowadays I'm saying like I haven't kept up with this like I should have. Nah. Even though, like I said, me and you love that we can sit there watching, but we're watching old school shit. We'll sit there, even watch the Broken Skull freaking sessions before we were watching yeah. before wrestling. Oh, yeah. So, still on sports topic. I know, a little jumping around, but me and you going to a game next week here. Oh, man. Rangers game. I'm counting the days, man. I'm ready to t- take some time off. Yeah, very. So, me and you have always talked about sports. And growing up, I was never into baseball. I was only football. I couldn't even tell you who my team was when I was little. I'd never had a team until probably around like 2003, right? But other than that, before that, I don't remember like liking a team. I would play Madden. I know you love Madden. You mm-hmm. you say you a Madden god at that. <laughs> I don't remember having a team. I would just be like, oh, this is a good team. Yeah. Just because they're overall, right? So your favorite sports team, Madden. Let's go Madden, MLB, NBA. Let's go three. Okay, well, uh, my favorite team in the in the NFL was the Cowboys, obviously. So I catch I catch a lot of heat for that, but I'm 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 ready for all all types of shit talking. I'm, <laughs> I'm I've heard it all, so ain't nothing you could tell me about the Cowboys that I don't already know that's gonna hurt me or insult me. So might as well save your breath. So. Yeah, um, I've been I've been one of those guys that talk shit to yeah, you the most. Fuck you every season. <laughs> um, my favorite baseball team is I catch a lot of heat. I catch a lot of heat for liking the teams I like, but you know, everyone's just, everybody's a hater, bro. Everybody like, and, uh, you know, especially when it isn't their team. Exactly. So yeah. my favorite baseball team is the Texas Rangers, and um, they're like, well, why that team? And I'm like, well, I mean. I'm from Texas. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, I'm a, I could say that I'm a, I'm a true Texas Rangers fan because my very my first very favorite baseball player was Mark Teixeira, and that was that's old school, bro. And I'm not I'm I'm talking like early early to tip in mids two thousands, and uh, then he eventually left left and went to the, the New York Yankees, and I was so hurt. And I swore up and down I'd never have another favorite sports player. And then, uh, well, my basketball team, which they're on the they're on the come up, and give us a couple more years, and we're gonna be trouble. But it's the Dallas Mavericks, and mm-hmm. um, like I talked about on the last podcast episode with uh, my friend John, um, I've stayed true to that team since day one, man. Like. I'm talking like early years, like when it was, uh, you know, like Steve Nash and Dirk as the duo, and then Nash left, and then it was uh, Dirk and Jason Kidd duo. So yeah, since way way back then, and then we finally finally got that ring in 2011, and that was real special for me, and always will be too. And like I said, I could name the whole damn team that won that year. Yeah, and, uh, no, you you did damn near name yeah. that whole team last podcast. I was so, listening like, I don't even know who got these players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, but th- those are my and then uh, those are my three main sports. But don't let it don't let it uh, surprise you, man. But 
I even like a little bit of hockey, and uh, I follow the Dallas Stars. And, they almost uh, did that run this year to the championship. They, yeah, man, they were there. Yeah. But, you know, they just couldn't get it done, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, those are my main sports teams right there. So you got your professional sports teams now. I remember me, you, two, three years back, your niece moved up to Lubbock, Texas. Mm. We're home to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Guns up, baby. Guns up. Bang, bang. Red and black. Driving around that campus. And, oh, uh, yeah. Tell them that story, what you're doing while I'm over here driving around. I'm thinking we about to get kicked out because you're just being well, an idiot. Before I get to the story, too, yeah, that's that's my college is uh, Texas Tech. And uh, no, it's not just because my niece goes to school there. Uh, shout out to my little donut, Maya. I love you. Proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're almost done, baby. Uh, nah, but I was a Texas Tech fan when, you know, Graham Harrell was there, yep. Michael Crabtree, you know. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was way back then. And uh, I love their football program. They have one hell of a baseball program. But if anything, I think I'm a Texas Tech basketball fan before most anything. So, yeah, anytime you know, I hear you talk about tech, I always hear the basketball team come that's, up. That's Every my, conversation, I'm like, bro, that's my. It's the same conversation. That, I'm telling you, bro, I ride with the ball team, dog. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it soon, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to that. Uh, this was a couple years ago, and it was a uh, move-in day for my niece, and um, uh, we all, you know, it wasn't necessary, but a lot of us went up there to, you know, kind of send her off and wish her well and. Uh, they were helping her move in her dorm and uh, me and you were going to go help. But then we were like, that's a lot of people in one room. Let's not go. Those college rooms. Ain't yeah. Big at so all. and then I was like, I already know how my little niece can get. She gets frustrated, you know, with a lot of people. So I was like, I'll save her that. And I was like, we'll meet up with them later. So you were like, have you ever seen the campus? And I'm like, no. Nah. So, you know, we drive into the campus and. Uh, keep it in mind, this is about the about the time DMX passed away and his music was uh, popping again. Not that it never was, but it was playing a lot on the radio, Spotify, you know, Sirius XM radio, blah, blah. And then uh, we go down to the main campus and we were in your truck and I don't know what came over me, man, but I played where I played where the hood at. I unrolled your window and I was as you were driving around, I was hanging out your window, barking at people. And then uh, I we ran into somebody that I thought was one of the teachers. And I was like, where can I get a, a scholarship? Y'all trying to let me come to college? <laughs> and then she was like, sir, if you don't lower your music, I'll be forced to call security. <laughs> so we burnt off, man. So that was a little funny thing about that weekend. That was a good weekend. That Went was to funny. Four golf after that, right? Yeah, we did. And, and then I damn near started racing people back on the way to Odessa that night. <laughs> going yeah all 90 100 miles an hour trying to race the risking my life and then hey you were fine no <laughs> no that's that will save that story for another time yeah but so there's that your sports team college team you know i know you love sports and all that so that's why it's like let's bring this up because if they don't know you they don't know isaac and i know isaac when first thing i see think of isaac is cowboys rangers mavericks yeah. That's always that. That and the why. I mean, work. We talked about that already. You yeah. love working. You're, you're not working. You're talking to somebody about sports all the time, whether it's. I think from now on, when people ask me what my teams are, I'm going to just say strictly Dallas. 
because that's where they're all at. Basically, the only you know, one that's like yeah, not is, is Lubbock. Lubbock. Yeah. So, I mean, unlike you know, like for example, my sister, she's all over the place. She's a Cowboys fan. She's a Lakers fan, and she's a Yankees fan. No disrespect, no hate, but I'm ain't just, she from New Mexico? Exactly. Well, she's born and raised here, but she lives in New Mexico. But yeah, her teams are <laughs> a little unorthodox. But you know, to give her some 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 slack, she does. She is a Lakers fan because, of course, the one and only King Kobe. So that was that's fair enough. And well, uh, the Yankees. I mean, they're just the Yankees. They ain't done anything in a long time. I don't care how many pennants they have. Blah 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 whatever cry me a damn river but <laughs> she was a fan of theirs while they were you know popping you know like winning the world series every year every yeah. other couple years but they've just kind of been under the radar yeah lately they haven't done much yeah so but that's that um but yeah yeah so got your sports team covered got your work covered let's go a little bit into outside all that I mean, you love watching movies all the time Oh, yeah. And we talked about this before. We talked about Marvel. We talked about, well, on the first podcast, me and you talked about Marvel. So I know you love Marvel and DC, too, just like I do. But more than that, you love Power Rangers. Oh, yes. And we just came Ah. from meeting one of your childhood, uh, how do I say, heroes. You watched this woman growing up. Yeah. Let them know who you like. Let them know. So... let them know everything that just happened, then we'll go further from there. So I grew up, you know, in a time where Power Rangers was the thing. So, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it, but it's what carried my childhood. Um, my older siblings were already gone and out the house by the time I was, you know, gaining any knowledge as a child. Uh, but Power Rangers is what was there for me. So. I grew up watching that for years and years and years and still to this day. And I have no shame. Um, I understand that everybody's favorite ranger was probably the red ranger, but mine was uh, the black ranger. And uh, I can't begin to tell you why, but I just always was, you know, stuck on that. So that was my favorite ranger growing up. And uh, I've actually had the, privilege of meeting the original uh actor that played the black ranger and uh well there was actually two of them um but i've met the original one and got his picture his autograph and then the second generation one i've never met him but uh you actually worked the comic con event and you were his helper and you were able to actually give me his autograph so now i just got to kind of meet him and, you know, go full circle. And that's kind of what happened today. Um, uh, it was the second generation uh, Yellow Ranger, uh, Karen Ashley. And uh, she's actually a hometown native. She was born and raised in Odessa, too. And uh, same thing. Uh, I didn't get to go to that little con thing set up. But you were there and you got her autograph picture for me. And, uh, like, I finally got to meet her today. So that came full circle. And. She was the most down-to-earth person I've ever met and so genuine and so nice and had such a positive, contagious attitude, you know, and it carried on. And I was a little bit more calm this time than when I met, you know, some of the other Power Rangers. And laugh all you want, you know, call me a wuss, whatever. But when I met the first couple of Rangers, I was 
and shock and in awe and damn near in tears. Yeah. Because that, like I said, that was my childhood, man. Like, you know, I know it shouldn't be that. To some people, they're like, it's not that serious. But to people, you know, like me who grew up a big nerd, that's almost everything to me. So that was pretty, pretty cool, man. So, you know, shout out to to the, the Power Rangers, man. And they carried my childhood. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I didn't know you were a Power Rangers fan again until after high school. I, I guess me, you, we talked, but not about that stuff. Because I guess back then, we were in high school, it was looked at like, oh, you do that, you're a nerd. So we would keep stuff like that to ourselves more. But shit, walking in today, I felt like a dad trying to like walk his shy son up to the <laughs> to the table to get that autograph. Yeah. You were just quiet and looked all shy, and then you started talking, and you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But I mean, I, I'm I feel I like I said I was a little bit more calm today, so I feel like talking to her uh, it gives me more uh, experience going on forward in life when I get a chance to meet the other Power yes, Rangers. Sir. I know we also made a met. Uh, what is his name? Jason. Uh, I met Jason David Frank was the original Green Ranger slash White Ranger, who's also played two other Red Rangers and even a Black Ranger. And then um, I've also met uh, the original Red Ranger Austin St. John. And then, like I said, I've met the original Black Ranger Walter Jones. Yep. And then um, to a lot of people who don't know. Uh, his, they, they tell me he's the guy in the floating tube, and I'm like, no, that's Zordon. Zordon was their their mythological being mentor, and I've even got to meet the guy who originally voiced him. So that was that was pretty cool. At the same time, so you know, I got to share a couple stories with him and uh, meet him. So that was that was cool as well. So the next question I have for you, Isaac. What is something you think, just from looking at you, most people wouldn't guess about you? Like uh, anything, oh, I'm actually good at this, and people can't tell me I like this. People wouldn't be able to look at me and just say that. What is something that people don't know about you just from looking at you that you have to be real close to you to know this? Mm. Oh... Man, you got me on that one. Um, I think I wouldn't say it's like the most like hidden thing, but something I could probably say that occurs a lot is how much of an old soul I have. Mm-hmm. Because of the way my parents raised me, the movies and TV shows we used to watch, and most importantly, the music. Um, yeah, so the music is something that I grew up with from my mom and dad. They taught me a lot of good music, and I ran with it, and I still listen to that this day. And uh, I remember a while back uh, when my sister was in town, um, me and her and uh, my tia had like a little barbecue and uh, I took one of my speakers over there and I was playing like the old school music. And man, me and my sister and my tia were in the kitchen cooking and dancing and singing word for word. So, and my sister was like, my, that's not the first time my sister's told me, she's told me multiple times. She's like, man, dude, she's like, you got an old soul. 
And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can attest to that. There was a few times we've been to parties and one of the latest ones I can remember, we were at our homeboy Byron's house for his birthday. <laughs> and his, I think it was his mom or something was there. And they're like, they looked at all of us because they're playing the music, right? The adult, the older, I would say adults, like we are adults, but the older generation was playing music and shit. And they looked at us and they're like, what do y'all want to listen to? Me, you, and uh, Byron, for some reason, just look at each other and go, Temptations. And they put on Temptations, and we all started singing. No, we sent like, how do y'all know this? And we're Man. just singing our heart out. <laughs> I think it's funny. I'm, I'm glad you said, the boy, you don't got me started. Uh, you you show uh, the Temptations. Yeah, you said that. And that's one group that my mom showed me because I was one of her favorite groups. And, uh, oh, man, I when I listen to the Temptations, or I sing the temptations. I feel feel really close to my mom because she she raised me on that, and we used to we used to be driving in the car, singing our hearts out to any any of their songs, and uh, we used to watch the movie they, the the biopic movie they made about them. Mm-hmm. I even I even got it on DVR and DVD, bro. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies, and uh, we used to watch that movie all the time. It was showing. And, I've gotten to know that movie so well, I could put it on mute and say everybody's lines. Nope. And uh, out of that whole group, I think my favorite uh, temptation was the late, great R.I.P. Mr. David Ruffin. And a lot of my family can contest to that because they know I, I don't I never let it go unheard that he was my favorite temptation. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I always like to do some of his acting skits from the movie and my my cousins and all them will laugh and my tia will laugh and but yeah no that was that was i think that that's my favorite group but i i know a lot of good old school artists that i'll listen to that you know my dad taught me my mom and just you know that that feel good type of childhood that i got brought up on man yeah i mean I know a lot of people are like, oh, my parents did that, too. My parents did that, too. But nobody talks about it really like they should. Nobody is like, oh, yeah, I used to listen to this. Unless you, like, meet somebody that's like, you like this? It's like, oh, yeah, I like this. Oh, and that's when you really start talking and getting it out of people. I wasn't expecting someone like you to have this kind of <laughs> knowledge of things. And then it's like, well, I like Temptations, too. I'm Like I said, you quoted, we text each other all the time. I'm like, uh, you call me Otis sometimes. Ain't nobody come here to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, it's funny too, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna venture off just a little bit, but uh, I've seen some interviews from where uh, the actor that played David Ruffin on that movie, his name is uh, Leon, and uh, he's a real, really good actor. He's been on a lot of, lot of legit movies. He's got a lot of cred- credibility, on. Um, uh, anyways, the, the the reporter was asking him about that specific scene on that movie, and you know that was not in the script. No, he improvised <laughs> that line, and he said that at that time they had been filming for so long that the actors that were playing the other Temptations, like they started like not liking him, <laughs> and he he was when I say he dove into that character, he really was in full David Ruffin mode. And he said that he improvised that, and uh, he said he improvised that line, and that the director pulled them to the side, and they were like, um, "Yeah, we shouldn't. We probably shouldn't do that line anymore." And he's like, "Well, why not?" And they're like, "Well," and they were they were referring to the main guy who was playing Otis Williams, and they're like, um, "He doesn't like that." And then 
uh, Leon was like, I don't care. <laughs> and so it made the, the movie better. It's a memorable yeah, exactly. line. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what I say. So, yeah. Shout out to, to David Ruffin. Uh, I consider him the best temptation there was. I know everybody's opinions can be biased, but yeah, that's that's fine. So yeah, I, I'm real. So yeah, I think a lot of people when they tell me they didn't like, they're like, "Wow, I didn't, I had no idea you were like that." So I, that's what I get the most often, but I wouldn't say it's the most hidden. I'm pretty sure there's something else that I just can't think of right now, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. Got your work down. We got your sports teams down. Wrestling. We got your hidden secret. Let's see. You love music. You went to Houston for with the homeboy a few years back. Took yeah. a bunch of pictures with a bunch of murals of oh, the man. of the Houston region. Um, what would you say is your favorite type of music then? With everything that you've listened to, one thing you can just listen to all day type of music, just sit there and jam out to. Um. I'm not going to go and name like an artist, but I like all kinds of like hip hop and rap music. I like the, I like the, the, I like, you know, bass bangers. I like, you know, like, like, you know, how do I say it? Like, I like more, I like the, I like mellowed out music, especially like, I'm not talking like, like in your feels type of rap music. No, I'm like like I just like that like that laid back, you know, uh Travis Scott, Wiz Khalifa type of music. I know I said I wasn't gonna name artists, but that's to give you like an idea. A reference of what to look at for yeah, you. Yeah. Well I mean I, I guess if I'm gonna name artists too, I mean I like uh the weekend's music. A lot of his stuff is like real mellowed out. I like that too, but then um I listen to a little bit of everybody. Um I, a lot of the people that know me know that I like to listen to a lot of Drake. You know, I catch heat for that, but everybody's a hater. Like I said, <laughs> you know, they can take that shit and put it where the sun don't shine. I could care less, you know. So I'm, I mean, I'm not making you. I'm not forcing them to listen to it. I'm the one that's listening to it. But I mean, I, I you go to my Spotify and look up and look at my my recents. You'll get like 15 different artists probably. Yeah. And then, um, like I said, I listen to a lot of. Like uh, my my genres are all over the place. Like one minute I could listen to like a headbanger, you know, Kodak Black type of rap song, and then the next minute I'm I'm listening to to Usher. It's seven o'clock on the top. I'm on my drop top. Like you know, I'm I'm all over the place. So I really don't I don't really care, you know. But I just like good music. And like I said, I mean, I listen to all music. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care for country, but if it's playing. I'll I'll sit there and just relax and chill. I'm not gonna get up and say, "Hey, turn that shit off," because no, like, yeah. you know. So I'll listen to a little bit of everything. I yeah, mean, we've gotten into some arguments over some country. Yeah. Like, no, let me play country. You're like, nah, I want to play rap. Nah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we we've done that a lot. Uh, so there's your music. Now, we we had touched on this a little bit with the Rangers, but you like to watch movies. Me and you have gone to the movies multiple times. Yeah. What would you say? Your whole life, you can watch this movie over and over and over and over again. And still, besides the temptation, because you already mentioned that, we know that. But what's a movie you can watch and never get tired of that p- even people that are like, Isaac, let's go uh, put on a movie and you're just going to this movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. 
with yep. the Bubba Gump shrimping. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, honestly. Yeah. Um. So, this movie back in the day was never uh, an issue for me to watch now. So, you know, I'm just a little heads up. I'm probably going to get a little, you know, teary eyed or, you know, choked up a little bit, but I'm going to explain why. Um, but when I still watch this movie when I was little, uh, my mom showed me that movie. We still watch it all the time, bro. Like all the time. We'd seen it thousands of times. And if we caught it on TV, we were still going to watch it no matter what. And I still do the same thing to this day. And uh, so my mom showed me a lot, man. You know, uh, me and my mom were real close, like on a more personal level, too. And, uh, you know, me and my dad had our things, too. So so we had, I had my different relationship with my parents, but my mom, you know, showed me a lot of, a lot of good movies versus me. my dad showed me about sports and music and wrestling. And so, you know, and then my mom was more like the lovey touchy type. So um, she showed me that movie and uh, we were always laughing. She would she would get so she would just get so like she would laugh and she'd be like, Forrest is so stupid, but it's funny. And then um uh I remember I didn't I didn't really realize it, but uh there's a there's a scene in the movie uh where uh Forrest Gump is uh he's uh, on the he's on the water because he's doing his shrimping thing and uh he gets a call and they're like hey you need to go home because uh mama's sick and I remember he looked around. He just dove in the water, and <laughs> Lieutenant Dan was like, "What the hell?" And uh, anyways, he gets uh he gets home and uh, he sees his mom and uh, he's he asks his mom. He's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "I'm sick." And he's like, well, "What do you mean?" <clears throat> and she's like, "I got cancer." She's like, "I'm dying." And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" And she's like, you've done everything you can do. You've made me happy. And that, I didn't realize that that more. I've, I didn't think about it at the time. So uh, my mom's been gone five years now. So uh, <laughs> when I watched that part, it tore me up, bro. Uh, but I've gotten a little bit better about it now. So, you know, but yeah. And then so watching that, that freaking killed me, bro. <laughs> like I said, I've gotten better about it. But yeah, no, that's that's mine and my mom's special movie. So that movie holds a lot of sentimental value to me. So if I can ever show somebody who's never watched that movie, that's the movie I always tell them to go watch. And it's funny, too, because um, I do a lot of little uh, uh, of Forrest, Forrest Gump's scenes because I, <laughs> I try and sound like him. And uh, I was at my sister's recently here back in July, and I actually got a laugh out of her. Cause I forgot what we were talking about, and uh, she was saying something about love, and I and I go and I hit her with I was like, um, <laughs> oh, cause I forgot, I I I forgot what she said, man. I'm all over the place right now. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and uh, she said something, and I was like, I may not be the smartest man, Jenny, but I know what love is, <laughs> and <laughs> that got a good laugh out of her, man. So. If I can get her to laugh, so that it's a win-win, because sometimes I feel like my sister's too too serious. She don't laugh about anything, but I 
I got to laugh at that one. But, yeah, I'm always quoting him. And uh, even Bubba, he's like, shrimp stew, <laughs> shrimp potatoes, boil it, fry it, saute it, ser- uh, marinate it. You can make a sandwich. You make stew. You can make tacos. Shrimp kebab, yeah. shrimp scampi. <laughs> <laughs> All the while they're just cleaning the towel. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the, with the And then he stops and he looks at him. He's like, I think that's it. After three whole days of telling different types of shrimp. Which that's a good movie. I think everybody who's seen that movie can quote some line from it for him. We're at work and we'll be doing that exact same shit. We had steak and shrimp the other day, and there was one idiot in the break room <sighs> quoting all this fucking yeah. shrimp scampi, shrimp kebabs, shrimp the, cocktails. On the movie, whenever it's <laughs> raining, he's like, he's like, we had, we had all types of rain, rain that came from up from above, rain that came in sideways. We had skinny rain, thin rain. We had big old fat drops of rain, and he's like, and after three months. The rain just stopped. I think somebody turned it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, great yeah, movie right there, that, man. man that, and that's not just because that movie, but a lot of the work that he's done. But shout out to my boy Tom Hanks. That's my favorite actor. And yeah. that, that's old school, man, because you ain't going to find nobody else that says that. Nah, because so, he don't really do much now. Or nah, not he, too much. I mean, he just did uh, the movie Elvis, which that was a great movie. Oh, he was in that new movie? Yeah, he killed it. He played the guy that was crooked. And he was Elvis's manager. Damn. So yeah, he just did that. But no, Elvis. I mean, uh, uh, that was a good movie, man. So yeah, if y'all haven't seen that one either, go take a peek at that one. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm gonna have to go watch that one now. Damn. Yeah. So, there's your movie genres right there. He loves Forrest Gump. Apparently, I didn't even know that one. That's my favorite movie. But if we're talking genres, bro, I'm horror films all day. And my most yep. favorite iconic slasher, the best, the undisputed, unadulterated, no questions asked, slit your damn throat, break your neck, and make your family watch it while I do it, is Michael Myers. Don't come at me with no shit talking about Jason's better, Chucky's you know, Freddy Krueger, hell no. <laughs> it's Michael Myers, all right? No questions asked. And I know a lot of people that would vouch for me. So he's the yeah. slowest walking fast guy. I that's ever what seen. I'm. That's <laughs> what I'm sticking to it, and no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. I know you love your horror movies. I know all the time Halloween comes around, you're like, damn, Halloween's coming back around. You bro, love barely, your Halloween season. It's, it's barely like September third or fourth, bro, and I'm already seeing like the spirit Halloween stores. And you know, I will go into those stores and just look around and not buy nothing. Yeah. But I bask in the aura like, Get out. of horror. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, yeah. So, no, I, I love my horror films. And my favorite movie character is Michael Myers. And I know all those movies, A through Z, whatever, however many thousands of them they've made now. What I'll, is it? They're on, like, nine? Man, bro, there's, <laughs> there's so many that, that, that they've recently made a new trilogy and they're like, bypass all the other ones we've ever made. This is the actual storyline. So that, 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 that. Uh, they keep revitalizing them. Yeah, that, that storyline's all over the place. But they've, they've hit, they've made hits every time they've done a movie. So, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not, like I said, Forrest Gump's my favorite movie. But uh, that's my favorite type of genre is horror films. Yeah, I know you're always talking about, man, we were at JoJo's watching Halloween 2 again. <laughs> 
like, damn, y'all watched that six times. I know. <laughs> At this point, you might as well just go make Halloween. And too. then uh, I was pretty excited because one time uh, I went over and he was playing uh, Dead by Daylight. He's like, he's like, hey, Ice. He's like, you can play as horror characters on here. And guess who they got? Uh, he's like, they got Michael Myers. So I immediately, like I said, I'm horrible at that game. But I got on there, and I was playing as Michael Myers. And uh, they had this little perk where you can slow down the people around you. And you're just like, like you're like, I think it's called, uh, I forgot what the perk was called. But, like, you can slow everything down, and it makes you walk faster. But then, like, if you take your hand off that button, it goes back into real-time motion. But that's how you catch up to your, your victims faster. Damn. Like you, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. If y'all haven't played it, guys, Dead by Daylight. All right. So we know your movies. So there's one thing I've always known about shit since high school. I think you were 17 when you got it, your first one. Talk about your tattoos and stuff. For oh. those of y'all who don't know, haven't never seen them, you just listen to the podcast because a friend introduced you. Isaac was one of my first friends that I know that got a tattoo. And since then, he's just been working on sleeves on his arm, getting tatted up. Yeah. So what made you want to get your first tattoo? Man, um, well, uh, my older brother, he's all sleeved out. He's working on his back. He's got tats on his chest. And ever since then, man, like seeing his his uh, sleeves come together, like artwork, man, was just infatuating. And uh, I was 17 and I was like, I want I want a tattoo already. I'm I'm done waiting. Like, so we went and got it set up, and I got my first one across my my forearm on the outside on my left arm, and uh, I got let go, let God, and a and a good a decent looking script. And I've always you know people will be like, I'll still get compliments on this one to this day. Like, and it's not even like I wouldn't, you know, it's. Just you know, my first one. Yeah, it's just a simplistic. Yeah, man, and they'll always be like, well, "What does that necessarily mean?" And I'm like, "Let go, let God. Like, you know, let all your problems go to God, man, and just let go." Yeah. That's kind of like a thing that I've always lived by. And then, I mean, I got a other couple of ones right here on the same arm. This is my left arm. It's not fully done yet, but um, my right arm needs one more piece, which is the inside of my arm and i'm not it's not that i'm chicken shit but you know we got priorities we got to take care of instead of um so but no my main my sleeve on my right arm is actually uh, a dedication type of mural thing for my parents i got you know two roses at the start of my wrist and then i'm the way i'm describing them we're going from the wrist up to the shoulder but i got the two roses and then above both of those roses, I got it in script that says mom and dad. I got a lot of fill in that's like clouds and, you know, doves. I got two doves above the roses. Um, it sounds weird the way I'm describing it, but you got to see it in person. It's a nice tattoo. Um, and then um, I have a, I got an hourglass on my arm. And uh, the way it's drawn up is there's like a lot of sand already pouring at the bottom with a little bit still dripping down. And basically that signifies like, you know, you got to cherish the time you have left with your loved ones before they're gone. And then um, I have, um, I have a angel leaving, leaning over a headstone. 
uh, and it's like an angel weeping, and it's got um, the days both my parents were born and the days they both passed away, and then um, I have um, a bell that's right there, kind of on the inner part of my arm, and it said uh, God had a better bell, and uh, basically um, I got that from my mom because whenever uh, cancer patients you know, go into remission and they beat the cancer, they're battling, they let them ring that bell as a win. Well, I look at it as it, like, my, you know, God called my mom home, so he had the better bell instead of her ringing, you know, the one that they have at the, the cancer center. So yeah. I got that one, and then um, on the very top part of my shoulder, I have another, uh, I have two doves flying at the very top of my shoulder, I have the the steps and the gates opening to heaven, and I have two doves flying into the the gates, signifying both of my parents. And um, I have one like right here on the inside. And uh, actually, I have this one. My niece has this one, and my oldest nephew Jalen has this one. They're all in different spots, but it's all got the same saying. So it's kind of like our matching tattoos. But it said, um, it says, God broke our hearts to prove, it said, God broke our hearts to prove to us that he only takes the best, you know, so that, you know, signifies for my mom and my dad. So, I mean, like I said, that's pretty much a rundown of my, uh, my tats on my right arm. Yeah. But like I said, it sounds kind of butchered up the way I described it, but hey, I promise you, if you're to see it in person, it's all well put together. Very and, nice. Um, I got to give a major, major, major shout out to my tattoo artist, um, Chris, but his name is Little Tweet. Uh, he's at uh, Evil Inc. off uh, West County. If y'all want some of the cleanest work and best tattoo you've ever seen, go hit my boy up, man. Ask for Little Tweet at Evil Inc. And I promise you, man, you will not be disappointed. He's done all my right arm. He's done all the work on my nephew. He's done majority of the work on my niece. And he's even started doing work on my brother, my older brother. So, yeah, you will not be disappointed. He is one of the most down-to-earth guys. He's just like you and me. He loves sports. He loves music. He's real humble. And, you know, he's, he's your everyday family, man. So, shout-out to my boy, Lil Tweet. I appreciate you, you know, starting me on my sleeve on this journey. And we came all these all this way, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I remember when you first got your first tattoo. We're all like, "Oh, that's cool." I think our homeboy. I don't know who got it first. You or Moses? Uh, well, Moses had his tattoo first, but and then I got mine not too long after. But I mean, y'all were both planning it about yeah, the same yeah, time yeah. to go. But no, I remember you got that tattoo, and then that was junior year, I think. In the senior year, you got more tattoos of words. And at one point, I was just looking like, man, this man's just looking like a book, freaking encyclopedia <laughs> over here, getting well, words nah, written on him. <laughs> I eventually planned to color, you know, like fill it in and yeah. get other stuff. But I started on my, my parents' sleeve, and I was real adamant on finishing that first. But, I mean, like I said, I just need the inside of my arm, and I'll be done. Yeah, no. Um, I know I, I know you got your niece into it because she was always talking about your tattoos to everybody. Uh, your nephew afterwards, he 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 got his tatted up. 
Yeah, I mean, he's still I never, getting work. Uh, your I never brother thought he was gonna get tatted up. He always said he was gonna stay clean, but I guess that that life followed him. Now, now look at him all tatted up. His look good, Jim. man. Him, him, his and my niece's tats are clean, bro. Like very nice. Yeah. So, I, I've always wondered that too about your tats. I knew about your whole right arm and stuff, but I, I wonder what was that driving factor. That's why I asked that question. Um, I didn't know that. I got, I'm guessing, I'm hoping people would have wanted to know that, too. Because, yes, usually you see someone with tats. What's your story behind this tattoo? Yeah. And you just repeat over and over and over and probably drone on sequence that you've always said, same shit over and over yeah. and over. But, uh, so, your tattoos have always been that. So, there's one more thing I want to talk about. And this is something I've always given you shit for since you started doing it because I did it, too. I uh, And I'm like, oh, you should do this with me. You're like, nah, I never, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that ever. And you've told me why too, but my man Isaac here, he got long hair, long, luscious hair. <laughs> How did I know? And How did I know? <laughs> me and you, at one point, I had long hair too. Uh, I've done it twice to where I let my hair grow out. Uh, each time is between my shoulder blades and I cut it. And every time I cut, I'm like, Isaac, come get your hair cut with me. Come get your hair cut with me. And you're like, nah, man, I ain't never going to cut my hair. I'll trim it, but I ain't never going to cut it. Yep. And so anybody that sees you, they're going to see this big dude tatted up long hair. <laughs> long hair, earrings, tats, all just yeah. nice. And I'm so <clears throat> what is your reason for keeping this long, luscious hair that you love so much? Um. Well, when I first started growing it out in eighth grade, keep so, it in mind. I'm, you did start in eighth grade. I'm 26 now, and I was probably about. Uh, I'm grade eighth grade. I want to say about maybe that's about 15, 16, 14 ish, 14, 15. Yeah. So I started it then. And uh, at first, all it was was just a, a not so much of a bet. But when my dad was in high school, he had long, not even it wasn't not it wasn't long like mine, but he had some Rico Suave type of hair. Like <laughs> it looks good on him. Shout out to Pops. It looks real good on him. So he was like, you know what? He's like, I bet you can't grow it out. And I was like, I bet you I can. So it started off as a bet with my dad. <laughs> and then um, uh, the following year, uh, after the summer of ninth grade, uh, my dad had uh, passed away. But before he had passed away, he's like, he's like, hey, dude, he's like, you're, you're killing it with that style, man. Don't cut it. And I was like, I won't, dad, I promise. And uh, that, that was kind of the reason... But then I thought about it, and I was like, nah, that's not really my reason, you know. But, I mean, my dad was like, you look good, son. So I was like, cool. So that's all I needed to hear. The reason to start it, for sure. But, yeah, but, uh, I mean, after those years, I mean, my mom and brother just got tired of arguing with me about cutting my hair. <laughs> and they're, eventually they were, like, in the same type of thing. They were like, don't cut it. It looks good. So I just kind of ran with it. And then over the years, I just grew comfortable with my hair you know it was my little i guess like my little comfort blanket i don't know yeah just but, something uh, you got used to yeah so no i i like i said i'll trim the dead ends but i will not cut my hair fully full on again the last time i had a normal haircut was eighth grade and i was getting taper fade yeah yeah you were i mean that's the that's probably the last question i got for you mr isaac i'm gonna lead take it back and give it back to you but yeah, man. Um, 
That was pretty fun, man. I, I appreciate you convincing me to let you take over for a week, man. And uh, I feel like now the people who didn't know me, you know, have a little kind of an insight as to who I am and what I'm about and what I like and, you know, all that. But uh, like I said, man, I, I love uh, talking to people about anything, about everything. And I really feel like I get that whole outgoing uh, persona from my dad because that's how my dad was. My mom was a little bit more like low key and quiet, and my dad was just like a life of the party, you know, talking to everybody, you know, all over the place. So I feel like that's 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 one good way to describe me. But dad can't go in there without you knowing somebody. <laughs> damn, every time. Yeah, I get I get that a lot, <laughs> especially from like Joseph, my friend, and my friend Julian. They'll be like. Damn, bro, we can't go nowhere without you knowing somebody. But I mean, that's just—it's neither. It's, it's either people I know, or it's either people that I know through my brother. My brother knows all of Odessa too, so he grew up a real. He he he, he actually grew up a popular kid, so that's that. But um, but yeah, man. Um, that's all we got for uh this week. Um, be on the lookout for uh the next uh, episode. Um, I got a very special guest. I'm not going to name drop it, but just know that this next episode is going to come with some fire. But uh, in the meantime, man, um, y'all stay blessed. Uh, stay true to your roots, man, like I said, uh, and just keep doing what y'all love. Uh, before we, uh, my boy Mario's over here poking at me. I guess he's got something. Y'all make sure y'all follow this man on Instagram too. He got his Instagram for Rough Talk. Yeah, I do. Follow that Instagram if y'all like this episode. Comment on it. At, send questions so I can ask him. I will anytime y'all want. If y'all want questions, send a lot of questions. I will ask this man. I'll hey, we got a podcast to do, dog. These people want to know more about you. Uh, yeah. Follow his Rough Talk Instagram. Follow his actual Instagram. Make sure he gets big. He's, he's a good guy. He deserves to get big. Help this man out. Listen to his podcast. <laughs> Rate it. You're listening to this podcast. Rate that podcast because it's gonna help his algorithm out. Cool, cool. Uh, I've been that. I've been trying to push this man more. Like last week we missed. I was trying to get him, and we just got busy. Yeah. But I'm trying to push this man so he can get this podcast going because this is something big that he can do, and I know he can do it because this man loves to talk. We get together and talk constantly, every fucking day. Huh. Um, text yeah. message. We can talk. If I see him at the Y, I'll sit there and talk to him five, ten minutes before I go work out come back he's still there sit here five ten minutes yeah so but yeah um like you said uh uh my instagram you can find me on instagram and twitter under ice murder 20 um and then uh i can pinpoint you to the rough talk page um but like i said um i'm gonna catch y'all next week and y'all enjoy uh y'all's weekend and uh have a good one and appreciate the support the listeners uh one love ice murder out